to the Cam Glen Express every Friday night showcasing music from every continent around the world and beyond Fridays from 8pm on 107.9 FM Cam Glen Radio It's out there You can call yourself a friend So don't give 
Dunn here from Cam Glen Radio. Uh, that was the Leylands, that was Control. Uh, they're on my show uh, next week. They're playing the Classic Grand on the 20th with the Streams and Resistor. Get along to that if you can. Uh, I'm joined tonight by the, the Bluebells for the next hour and a bit, and I'm going to chat about a new album. I'm going to kick off the show. Uh, a classic track from The Big Dish. Uh, this is Prospect Street. <laughs> Wonderful uh, voice of Stephen Lindsay. That's a big dish. That's Prospect Street. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM. Thanks so much for spending some of your Friday night with us. I'm joined tonight live in the studio by the guys from the Bluebells. Dave McCluskey, Ken McCluskey and Hi, Bobby Bluebell. Hello, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. 
How are you? Hello. All good. Good, 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 good. Uh, as I say, I'm going to be chatting to the, the guys over the course of the next hour and a half or so. Um, but the first thing I want to go into is the big news. Everybody talks about the difficult second album. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's out without. When's out last Friday? Twentieth, twentieth. It came out last Friday. Yeah, and um, as I say, how and when did it? became a subject for a, a second Bluebells album, Bobby? I think it began when we were playing some gigs together, me, Ken and David. I think we did a couple just to see of us, and we all kind of felt that kind of like, wish we had another song to play, <laughs> you know, right, rather than these songs again. So um, I think that's basically what it came about. And then a record company, uh, last night from Glasgow, Ian said, do a new album. So... Uh, me and Ken David just grabbed the chance as soon as it, as soon as it was offered to us. Yeah, I think last day for Glasgow came in because they had uh, licensed our first album, Sisters, from the record company that owned it. So they owned it forever. So it just sits in a box somewhere. And then there was a bit of a demand for it. People were asking if you could still get it on vinyl or whatever. So we did a bit of inquiries. And last night for Glasgow licensed it from the owners, who are a French TV company, bizarrely. Yeah. Um, and we licensed that and it did really well. Sisters did great when it came out and then a lot of people, we, we changed a couple of things from the original mm -hmm. album. We added a couple of tracks which we thought deserved to be on the album and we did a couple of remixes and remastered it. So that came out repackaged really well by Last Night for Glasgow or Past Night for Glasgow. And uh, then the guy, Ian Smith, who's the kind of main spokesman for the label, um, asked and said, you, you guys should really do an album. And we says, what, do you want to give us some money? And we, we went, yes. We were bursting with songs, by the way. Yeah. Loads of songs. We had a bunch of songs each year. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously you have been um, busy with various projects over the years. Are these brand new songs or have these been at the back of the drawer for a long time and they were clearly Bluebell songs or how did that work out? Yeah, well, the thing is, you've, you've always got loads of ideas, you know, like, so we've, we've all got kind of scrapbooks or little, little notepads or whatever, so you've done full songs, but you've got loads of thousands of ideas that you write down and then sometimes you just forget about them and then other times you look at it and go, that's great, a great idea, and then finish the songs. And I think the beauty of it is, you know, a lot of the songs are us now, you know, we're not writing as 17 or 19-year-olds, you yeah. know, and I think that's what makes it interesting. Although some of the songs relate to us, you know, retrospectively, us being in the bands and playing in, you know, uh, cellars and supporting bands and the whole post-punk scene and our relationships, a lot of the songs are about. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, sometimes that happens. I've been really lucky to have... Um, people like yourselves or from that era on my show Kevin McDermott, Grim Skinner, James Grant mm -hmm. and whatnot. Uh, and I do ask them about that because I mean some of these songs can be 30, 40 years old and you've yeah. evolved as songwriters and as musicians and sometimes yeah. you, you look back and think it was great yeah. I think you might get some of those 40 year old songs in the third or fourth album <laughs> <laughs> no, but we've, we've always had a vehicle of, of releasing songs, so David mm -hmm. and I had our own label, Kingfisher Records, we That's did right. the Plusky Brothers Records, yeah, Robert right. had the Poems Records, the Robert, Cops, Robert uh, writes a lot with uh, Texas he writes a lot with Fat Cops, a major part of Fat Cops. Yeah. Um, so we've always had somebody release our songs as we've been going along, really. You know? Absolutely. I mean, I've followed all your careers um, for many, many years. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I've made a note at the top of these questions. Yeah. Make sure you don't go all fanboy on them. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do you like the best? Who do you like the best? The Boyums and the Klusky Brothers? Well, 
Well, that, that's a question I'll hand over, hand over to my lawyers. Who's got the best haircut? Yeah, I, I think it's me. I guess me. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm glad to see people in the room with hair. <laughs> uh, but so uh, I'm, we're, we're going to talk about the album throughout the, throughout the show if we can. Got a couple of Absolutely. requests for your tracks and whatnot. Uh, I've been bouncing around all week what songs to play from your back catalogue and not really worked that out, but, but I'm sure we'll come up with something. Uh, but I'm going to play a track off the brand new album and a question, and I think it's for you, Bobby. It came in from uh, Mike Ryan. I mean, his question is, I mean, did you realise uh, Daddy Was an Engineer was a classic when you wrote it? Ooh. <laughs> I, I must admit, when I started playing it, I had a really good feeling about it. And the thing is, I think Ken David will know this feeling. Sometimes you've got a whole song in your head right from the minute you start it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, this one was about, obviously, my dad. Uh, obviously, I, I had the image in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The chorus, the chorus came first because for a long time I've had that engineer in my notebook. Mm-hmm. That was an engineer, and I always thought that's a dead catchy uh, title. When I, when I mentioned to the fat cops, uh, you instead it was a terrible title. So right, right, right away, I knew it was a great title. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's such a personal story that, of course, exactly. it poured out exactly. when you wrote it. A bit. I mean, I think that's a, an, an incredible skill, and it's something I always ask songwriters when they're in that ability to be able to write a song which flows like like a story. Yeah. I mean, we can all speak English and we can all put sentences together to tell a story, but when you're trying to put it in a song, I, I've written a couple of songs for our band, mm-hmm. and uh, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. You but lose think, about it about the belt of speech. I know. Yes. I, think, I think also, I think also, yeah. you can you can be self-critical too much as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, because you, mm-hmm. you you write something, you think maybe one night it's fantastic, then you look at it the next morning and you go, that's a bit of a cringe. Actually. The cringe. Yeah. Yeah. The, thing is, the, the cringy songs are the ones that are the best. But <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to cue that up just now. This is the Bluebells. Uh, this is off there. Uh, brand new album, The Bluebells in the 21st Century, out last week on Last Night from Glasgow, and this is Daddy Was an Engineer.
Tune in to the Cam Glen Express every Friday night, showcasing music from every continent around the world. Fridays from 8pm on 107.9 FM. Cam Glen Radio. It's out there. Yeah, stick around till uh, 8 till 10. You'll get Stephen Payton. He knows more about music than Wikipedia. Uh, uh, so I'm Brian Burness, Camden Radio 107.9 FM. That was Daddy Was an Engineer by the Bluebells of their brand new album, Bluebells in the 21st Century. That was utterly joyous. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> difficult you. for you to critique your own music, to be fair, but... Um, um, well, what's it like listening back to it now? We've, well, we've had a wee gap. We're just talking about that earlier. You know, when you finish a record, it's a bit like not to be pretentious, but it's a bit like it's a movie or something. But you kind of like you, you know, all the wee ins and outs. You've been so close to it in the studio, so it's great to have a wee break and actually not listen to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, personally, I've been listening to it maybe the last two weeks again yeah. after a long gap. Yeah, yeah. So now that it's just out, this I've kind of freshness yeah. and just listening to it there with these headphones on. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'm hearing that I kind of I don't hear in my headphones at home or my speakers mm-hmm. at home. Absolutely. And when did you actually um, finish recording it, Ken? Finished recording it around about October. October. October, November. See, because we are still kind of working, we're working kind of nine to five. We've got jobs. Sure. Um, we we really can only record on a Saturday and Sunday. So we went to Green Door every Saturday and Sunday for about five six weeks. So it took about twelve days to record it. 12 days. 12 days, sorry. Wow. Well, we did a bit, lot of work in the house too. We did some houses. pre-production in the house at Robert's and, house. And we really, I really enjoyed that. That 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 was like a kind of like a rehearsal for the three of us. Sure. Yeah. Because we each could suggest things into the songs without any effort. If you get my drift, yeah, we, yeah. we could yeah. do it quite quickly on the spot and then go, that works, that doesn't mm-hmm. get it. You know? and we had little home demos as well that we had yeah. done and then it was a case of editing and editing together Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, like Ken saying, oh, you know, chop that, you don't need that or extend that section. Oh, so we sure. were all yeah. influencing each other and working on each other. That, so that, it's a lovely that, way to work. That, that was the band bit, do you know what I mean? Like, that's a bit, that, I mean, I know it looks in cold light like four songs each, but, but we were, you know, we could have done it without the fo- yeah. the, 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 the really is interlinked. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, uh, I love that because I mean it is a, a band dynamic. You know, like yeah. Yeah. you know, but bands that I have loved all my life. Yeah. You know, like, the Beatles, the Clash, all these people. You know, the main songwriters. But there's a dynamic, you know, dynamic between the whole band yeah. that yeah. makes it well, what it got, is. We've yeah. also got three fantastic other musicians working with us. Yeah. Um, main musicians who are Douglas McIntyre. Sure, Douglas. Um, the, uh, Mick Slavin yeah, yeah, and good. Campbell Owens so they were the, they're the other three in the band so we've got six in the band all together I mean there's not a lot so of... they added a lot as well and, sure. and lot John McCusker and Andy Alston John McCusker yeah. and Andy Alston played as yeah, well yeah I'm actually speaking to Andy on Monday uh, by Zoom he, he's yeah. getting some stuff coming out quite soon that's right um, was he trying to sell you one of his albums <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping he comes on but I think he's going to be busy for the next six months over yeah. in America we've got some good friends and as, as we said they're in the, in the core band and then uh, Diljeet Baku, who's, who's like a beautiful uh, flute, flute player. She plays the alto, alto flute, kind of classically trained, but she plays kind of jazzy and classical kind of stuff. But it's just this gorgeous tone on one of the songs, the alto flute, and then another friend, Joanne, played French horn. So there's a lot of nice mm. instrumentation on it. Yeah, and we had t- Tim Davidson, who played pedal steel, his lovely pedal steel. Attic player. lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some fairy dust over it. Because I mean that uh, I was really lucky to come and see you at the Orin Moor, um, maybe about 
six or eight weeks ago. I can't remember it when. It was for Celtic Connections. So Celtic. Was, it, was it late January? Early late February? January. Early yeah, February. Yeah. And, um, you know, Cowboy Mouth was support, which right. was amazing. And the the used guys come on in the band. And it was a bit, you see people all around. I mean, it was joyous in the room. I don't know how much great. it fed onto the we stage. We actually felt yeah, great. Yeah, it was a really warm, it was a really warm uh, atmosphere in the place. The sweat I, was running down the ceiling. It yeah. really yeah. was. Yes. There were some great jokes made in the audience too, man. So really great <laughs> jokes, man. So yeah, no, so that was a, that was great, and that that was like a kind of homecoming to a certain extent. And plus, we were did about half the album and about half old songs, so it was quite nice. And there was they all seemed to work well together. You know, they sort of complemented each other. The, old, the older than you, so it was no, they really yeah. they really that did because nice. when we were listening to Daddy was an engineer. It sounds as if you've been listening to that track for years. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it really, it really does. It sounds. Very, very, uh, you know, like like the bluebells. It oh, is the yeah. bluebells, but it sounds. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of got a 70s stomp yeah. as well. It's got yeah, a... but it's not in any way from from a listener point of view. It's hard for you to get. But from a listener point of view, it's, it's not in any way dated. It sounds absolutely bang up to the money and, right and, now. And it's great to hear that, Brian, because obviously, you know, we're writing for ourselves, but and we're not trying to write like seventeen-year-olds or nineteen-year-olds, or you know, trying to just kind of replicate what we did in the eighties because we're, we're different people and we've had different experiences. But great that there is that thread, as you say, that still relates to that the band, the blue band. Yeah, because I remember going to see the Damned a few years ago, and Captain Sensible made a joke about when he was introducing new tracks on the night. Mm, yeah. It was the time for people to every go every go to the toilet or get a drink <laughs> or yeah. whatever, but. Well, the the whole night. I mean, it literally flew in. Mm. I mean, it was it was such a a, a brilliant atmosphere. And you were talking about the band, Mick Slavin and yeah. Gamble Owens and Douglas McIntyre. Mm. We could see people all around going, "Is that? Is that? Yeah, that's him. So that's Mick Slavin." Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so it was a real a real Olympic team you had yeah. Uh, yeah. on stage. The family so, tree. Uh, yeah. And and well, during the making of that, we talked about this pre-production. How, how many songs didn't make it on? None. Um, none, none, none. Great, great. Because we we knew we were going to be twelve, and we you know we've, we've also got we've all got wee bits and bobs, or other bits, but we just decided to yeah. just put forward four. You can Ken said at the start of it, if you're going to bring four songs, don't let just bring the four songs. Don't bring make us pick out a twenty. Do you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. bring the four yeah. songs. You, you, you So we edited ourselves. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. We we had other songs, obviously more than the twelve that, but just personally, it was a case of almost seven it out. You know, yeah. to say. Right, I don't think that's going to suit, you know. Yeah. Or, and then between us, yeah, four songs yeah. we put forward individually. Yeah, because you know? yeah, I'm really lucky. I mean, I'm part of the kind of the last night from Glasgow thing where you subscribe, so you get things. So I've actually had the album maybe about two months or yeah. uh, for a good few. That's weeks. one of the privileges of being a member of uh, Last uh, Night from uh, Glasgow. You yeah, get it early the perks. Plug, plug, DJ. Uh, uh, I absolutely agree. And there's albums I get out from people I've never heard of, never heard yeah. of them, and they just send you out. And, and I've found so many artists just from them sending a bundle. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. The, 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 the great thing about the label is it's supporting a lot of new music uh, exactly. for young Absolutely. bands. So if, if there's if a, an older band like us or a heritage act like us, <laughs> well, you're not heritage <laughs> now. If a, if a heritage act like us can, can generate some money for a label which then is reinvested into younger bands, yeah, yeah. maybe bands that are having a wee bit of struggle, that's great. You know? no, it's, it's a great model. Absolutely. It really is because one. I went to the Oranmore to see. Uh, Sister John were headline and there was another couple of bands I'd never heard any of them before I subscribed yeah. to it so for me, I love my music my house is littered with yeah. CDs and vinyl, yeah. My, yeah. my kids are going to have to buy a skip oh, no, um, no. well you know 
subside. Subside, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keeping the roofs up. The thing is, you, you've got to tell your kids. I tell mine all the time. These records are worth a lot of money. Well, I, <laughs> I, I joke because I, I, I because I joke that you know, on the day of my funeral, they will be devastated. That goes without saying. Yeah. But I'm going to put stickers on the stuff that they're going to be able to get money for. Yes. Uh, so on the day of my funeral, they'll be rushing back to the house. <laughs> filling the boot of their car with the, the stuff that Dad said. This is going to be valuable. And I'm hoping to have a signed copy of your album by the time you leave tonight, guys. That'll be worth for a price. For a price. What I noticed the other the other day, there, David and I were doing a, a, a it's like a Zoom call to, but it was a podcast, a podcast, podcast, podcast in California on a Sunday. And David had a few props and he had like some album covers because the guy asked us to suggest some music for a show, just like you did yourself. And David kept on putting these album covers up, and, and I says, "That's mine. That's, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> from our teenage years, Brian. Yeah, a, you know? know. So the thing about being brothers, you know, yeah, we're yeah. two years apart, but we would argue with yeah, the, yeah. the records. I bought that. No, no, right, Brian. You it, was, it was UK subs one, yeah. UK subs <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> that's stickers, stickers. Or you would write it with a buyer, wouldn't you? This, yeah. belong, this album belongs to this Bowie album belongs to. I love that. Add you, stickers. I love that when you find out notes from that record that's yeah. written on us, yeah. and I think that. This is great. You I'll, know. I'll, I'll well, hands off. So, yeah. so years ago, I had this to talk about that thing. I had this album. The first album that I ever got with one money was the Dead Boys, uh, Young, Loud and Snotty. Oh, They'd supported yeah. the Dams actually. Right, yeah, yeah. 1977 Christmas time. So I got it with one money. And the first thing I did was write Ken McCluskey, three aisle planter, <laughs> phone number and all that. And then somebody nicked it at a party once. I never saw oh. it again. I bought, it, last, I bought it. I bought few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> last year, last year, Mick Slavin, who's the guitar player in the band, was in a second-hand shop in Shawlands. No. And he found it. No he way. Out. He said, "Look what I've got." Full so, circle. So, so where has that been? Uh, like he died with the got it back. Son. You got it back. That's, that's great. Uh, see, see, I love that. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm a collector, and I love collecting, but I love going to find. Yeah. I don't yeah. like just clicking and buying, click by, click mm-hmm. by. Yeah. When I go to you know the bars or I go to these places Aye. and trawl through mm-hmm. other people's junk. Uh, yeah. That sounds pretty it's rude, but it's fascinating. It is fascinating. I know. Absolutely, clothes are like that as well. Second hand clothes, but let's not yeah. go in there. We could talk well, for another hour. About we clothes. definitely could go in another top subject about clothes. So Second I asked you to pick a track. So the first one that he's asked, or we're going to play just now, um, Dave, tell us a bit about you. You, you mentioned you pl- this love and spinful track. Darling, be home soon. This is a track we used to play all the time. So when we travelled about in our minibus or in tour. We would listen to, you know, we would all make mixtapes, basically. So um, we'd have a ton to play our mixtape. All right, it's Robert's turn. Here's mine, you know. <laughs> uh, get that off, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so Love and Spoonful. And this is just a classic track that we absolutely loved, you know, the sound of it and the freshness of it. And it sounded really fresh, even you know, in the early 80s. And uh, we loved the harmonies and the song yeah. lyrics. The it Robert's, really drove us. I think Robert's. I've just. I've not been a sick Robert, but I think Robert's tapes are actually the best. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, used well, to be. David I, knew, I was older. We, we, that David and I knew the same music because we're obviously siblings. But um, I was just older. Robert had a wee, a wee bit older, and they had, he had a really good taste in music. Because that's the thing. I think it was in the news last week or the week before. Cassettes sold like one hundred and seventy-five thousand. Last mm. year, because some yeah, bands yeah. like Arctic Monkeys are putting cassettes yeah, in, yeah. and I've got boxes tapes. of cassettes, <laughs> you know, tapes. And I was talking to my I love them. my kids about, you know, you would get a C30, a C60, a C90, a C120, cool. and you'd tape it off the radio, yes. allegedly. Home taping is killing music, it is, Brian. Absolutely. John Peel, Fest of 50. Fest of 50, John yeah. Peel. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, I'll need to buy a cassette player, but God knows when I'll find one of them. <laughs> Easy, there's tons of them out there. Yeah. Is that right? So I'm going to cue this up. Uh, this is uh, Love and Spoonful, and this is Darling, Be Home Soon. And talk of all the things we did today Here And laugh about our funny little ways While we have a few minutes to breathe And I know that it's time you must leave But darling, be home soon I couldn't bear to wait an extra minute if you dawdle. My darling, be home soon. It's not just these few hours, but I've been waiting since I toddled for the great relief of having you to talk to. And now, a quarter of my life is almost past. I come to see myself at last And I see that the time spent confused Was the time that I spent without you And I feel myself in bloom So darling, be home soon I couldn't bear to wait an extra minute If you got My darling, be home soon It's not just these few hours But I've been waiting since I toddled For the great relief of having you to talk to Spoonful on Cam Glen Radio. That was Darling Be Home Soon. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Joined in the studio tonight by the guys from the Bluebells, Dave, Ken and Bobby Bluebell. Thanks for coming, guys. Hiya. Hi. 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 
Um, as I say, you've got a brand new album out just now. Um, uh, Bluebells in the 20, 21st century. I'm going to play another track from that in a little while. Um, but I just want to sort of double you back to uh, Sisters. Um, you mentioned it got re-released. Uh, it is a magnificent album. I actually found out recently <laughs> that I had two copies of it, which uh, and I, I gave one to my brother-in-law. Um, but it's difficult... Uh, you know, from from maybe from your perspective, but how easy for you to get a perspective on what that what that all means to people? Um, you always get feedback. You know, you, all, you get feedback um, from people all the time. You know, and, and and people say, "Oh, I heard this on the radio. Or I heard I'm falling on the radio, or I heard you know, young hearts because played so ubiquitously, yeah, like, yeah. like you know, weddings, funerals, everywhere you go." <laughs> um, so we're always kind of reminded of it. We're always kind of reminded of it, of it. But we're glad that we had... At the time it was released, we were all... When it was released and packaged and all that, we were all on tour in Germany. So we came back, the album was out, and they sort of compiled it a bit differently from the way we would have preferred to have it compiled. Yeah. So they just put this mix of Everybody, Somebody's Fool on it, which we didn't like, and we had about three better versions of it. So we managed to compile it the way we wanted to do it so it was a job done you know it was yeah. great it was great revisiting in it and just yeah. doing it the way we wanted to do it it was good to, to bring a couple of the Elvis Costello tracks in because <laughs> I reckon company when you treated him really badly in our opinion uh-huh. you know he did a great job with us and we, while yeah. we were away they were looking for singles where Elvis was making an album so to get it was really good to get the songs on for instance one of the first songs we did was Aiming Life with Elvis in fact it was the first song right Yeah. and it, it's just that should, why that wasn't on the album in the first place because that was a B-side I'm still flabbergasted about to this day man because it's, fant- yeah. it's a classic and, song and you know Elvis Costello was amazing at just picking up little ideas that we had that might not have been quite finished but he'd be like oh no no put that in the album what's yeah. that Pl- yeah. play that to me play yeah, that yeah. to me yeah. and these were tracks that you know the record label hadn't you know, promoted to be on the record. So uh-huh. he was really good at just picking up what we had in the bag, you know, and, and bringing that out. I was going to say the other thing that's great is, you know, just when people, you know, then when you get fans or people who respond, you know, and contact you about why that song's so significant, you know, whether it's Young Heart, Heart or I'm Falling or any album, any track on the album, that's when they start to inhabit that record, oh. Sisters, and then you get this whole other perspective of why each song or any particular song is meaningful to people who are listening to it. Yeah, no, I mean, because, as I say, it must be slightly disconcerting, but maybe in a good way, you know, that you, that you have that impact in people's lives without knowing it, just yeah. just by... Yeah, by I, I think we also, lyrically, we also always wrote th- about things that are real. Yeah. You know, we don't. We're not talking about goblins and yeah. witches and warlocks <laughs> in the dark forest. You know, but we might the next album. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Concept <laughs> album. It's going to be a concept album. The, the bluebells do talking. Yeah. <laughs> talking. And, and I, I think that links in well with, um, you know, with the new album. You know, into the twenty first century, there is the, there are these narrative stories which bizarrely kind of do intertwine with each, with each. The three of us have written four songs each. But there is a, a narrative that kind of links in, whether it's stories about us when we used to be in this band in the early 80s or, you know, about our families or now our perspective now that we're, we're older, you know. It's all little stories, but lovely. I think they're really beautifully intertwined in this album. No, absolutely. But, you know, you're too, Brian, and, like, uh, I noticed it looking through the pictures when we were doing Sisters again. You see, like, me and Ken, Roddy Frame, Edwin, 
all of a sudden were covered in makeup. Yeah. Whereas, whereas the first pictures of postcard would just look like normal. It's the record company's trying to make you into a pop star or, yeah, yeah. or a pinup. Yeah. Right, you know, right. And we were never that kind of band. Yeah. I don't think I was just asked to no. come about either. No, they, they could speak for themselves. But, but it, 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 kind of, it kind of kiboshed our career a little bit in the sense that, that people thought, oh, they've gone completely pop. Whereas yeah. we, we didn't go no. completely pop in any way. We always you know? were sort of pop anyway. But, but yeah. then in 79, between 79 and 80, 80 it went from black and white to colour. Yeah, so as yeah. soon as you get into the 80s, you get MTV, you get smash hits. So the NME and the Melody Maker and the Record Bearer and all these things, mm-hmm. they all change. Mm-hmm. They all change Well, completely. NME was yeah, just yeah. Just the, the standard of journalism dips well, yeah. dramatically. Yeah. Well, yeah. basically, yeah. You know, and then, so everything's marketed at teenagers, yeah. you know, young girls and young guys. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the older discerning student anymore you know it's, it's for, for pop it's for kids it's pop it's, yeah, it's, it's we're really sticky good. it's candy they really wanted to sell units as they called it you oh, know? units absolutely yeah, yeah. so they wanted Shifting to smooth vinyl. everything out and they wanted to smooth it out and there was pop elements but of course we wanted to retain some of the kind of like punk elements or yeah. the rootsier elements you know in the rougher edges yeah. which we loved I quite like to make up actually. I like to rouge. I like to make up girls. <laughs> and, and, and as I was saying, I mean, I, I'm a, a a collector. Like, but the the, the album it's like one of these albums you could hold you could hold it up near Gale Street, and somebody could be at the other end of Gale Street of a certain age, and they would know what album you were holding up. Yeah, iconic. Is, yeah. It's iconic. I mean, Great. you know, there'll be people. You know, I, I'm sure on Twitter I could be making this up. Somebody had got like a was it a a, a, a pane glass thing made a stained up? Stained glass. Stained glass. glass. There's a guy called one of our friends, Phil Melville. During the lockdown, he's a stained glass. You know, he's, that's what he does. He's a stained glass artist, and he he does a lot of restoration in old churches and a lot of houses, a lot of old houses, and he does it bespoke. You know, to for the job. And he was bored because he couldn't go out to work, and he but he had all the materials, and he works alone anyway. He works yeah. in a, 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 a oh. mini factory, so he yeah. said, "I've got a great idea. I always loved this album cover. It'd be perfect to make in stained glass." And so we just says, "Yeah, go ahead." And he made twenty of them, fifty and fifty of them. 50. No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He made twenty. Was it twenty? Oh, right, yeah, right. he made he made twenty of them. Well, twenty-four because he gave us one each, and oh. he sold twenty. Brilliant. So they're brilliant, beautiful, and yeah. I think beautiful. what's great is that is part of our identity. I mean, Robert had a big part to play in the design of the album, as he did actually with this new album into the twentieth century, twenty-first century. Um, because obviously, from your roots of being your designer yeah. and, and your fanzines and all that, that kind yeah. of hodgepodge collage, you know, of images and really captured uh, the sound of the album in a way because yeah. because it, the thing for me in this day and age when it's sort of downloads and spotify and this that and the other for whatever reason but uh, i used to i used to go into glasgow i used to get the bus into glasgow spend the day in glasgow spend too much money on records in glasgow but going home on the bus going and reading the covers reading the inside so important mm-hmm. yeah absolutely who played on it who produced it where was it recorded? With the apple of dinner, all that yeah. stuff lyrics. means lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. Brian, do you know that thirty percent of people who buy vinyl don't have a record player? <laughs> and <laughs> it's because of what you just said there, right? Yeah. They, they 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 miss the information on a sleeve. Yeah. You know that who played that guitar, who played the bass, what the lyrics uh, are. Oh, totally. You know? I mean, so I must have about I don't know three, four thousand CDs, yeah. uh, and I've got a lot less vinyl. But I play CDs during the week. I work from home and I play CDs during the week. And at the weekend, I get the vinyl out. And it's almost like a treat. Yeah, 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 absolutely. This new album cover, um, so Robert worked closely with um, Jim Lambie, 
his famous artist, yeah, yeah. conceptual artist. And if you look at the, the cover closely, it's like Jim got you. If you seen the video for yeah, it's the robots. Yeah, yeah. So the robots. So we've got we robots. You know, like con- Robert Hoover's. Hoover. Uh, what was the track control? Here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone tomorrow. yeah, yeah. We've got little five little Hoovers. Little and, we, and Jim attached pens to them and just made a little border so they all bumped into each other and that's that's what made the cover. So they're making those random marks which wow. end up yeah. look. You know, that's the the kind of image and the graphic for the for the. The, the cover. What's so good about it is, uh, I remember the first time Ken saw it, he goes, oh, this is like a bruise. I was going, yeah, yeah. great. And, yeah. But to me, it was like a topographic map. Uh-huh. And then for, for Jim, it was like a synopsis in the brain all yeah. coming together. Yeah. The day, but it was like a completely different, yeah. everyone had a different interpretation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, a network of stories. Murmuration, I think it looked like birds, like murmuration of, 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 of starlings. Of starlings right, Absolutely. You know? and, it, and I think it's, but what, what, what Jim, we thought about this a lot, right? Even the right writing on it is uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. You know, it's the same uh-huh. typeface. And, and, typeface we, yeah. same t- and we were talking about, you know, the us being different people in this century as we were in the 20th century, which mm-hmm. we are. We've all got kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? And we're, and we're, t- we're very aware of technology. That all of us, you know, we're, David is, is a, a, a creative therapist. You know, right? So Ken's teaching in, 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 at Stowe College. We have to keep up with technology. Yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have to understand what these benefits and we were not afraid to use them as we discussed in my house using logic and things in the house yeah, yeah. and working cutting bits up of the songs and making it into how it how it's going to be mm-hmm. we're not afraid to do that you uh-huh. know and the same with jim it's like it, we wanted a gatefold sleeve like a, i wanted like a pink floyd sleeve uh-huh. in metal. and and we're talking all along but we want every bit of it from the from the video we should have for dave's song into into the the gatefold into the label to fit to be instantly recognisable as being the bluebells Blue in the 21st yeah. century. Absolutely, and, and, and the think, coloured vinyl. Yeah, mm-hmm. and exactly, and I think we, we managed to to, to, to achieve that. You no, know? You, no, you definitely did. It's a, it's a work of art. I mean, it's it's one of these things that you're almost frightened to play. You, you almost want a, a spare copy that you <laughs> uh, Because I brought mine tonight and I hadn't taken the cellophane off it. Because oh. uh, so, it was so good uh, with the sheen. Uh, no, no, you yeah, don't want no, to take no, no, the no. I can't. I'm going to ask the guys to... Well, did you, to, notice, you notice that on the writing? Mm. That it's glossed over the writing's got a gloss yeah so I've got kind of antique rojo white gloves for you to use when you're saying <laughs> it <laughs> holy kidding uh, Jim's doing a print for the mono um, Jim Lambie Jim Lambie's doing a, a special print brilliant to put it to, it's going to be so, mono paying for this themselves so they're going to do a special edition with that Jim Lambie I think it's a hundred copies or fifty copies but it's a, a, a Jim Lambie print with us all signing it so look out for that brilliant absolutely so next up we've got a, a request uh, Liz Kentish yeah Liz happy birthday tomorrow yeah. Liz happy anniversary too Liz <laughs> absolutely she, she's request, requested this next track and as you mentioned Ken this track has probably been played uh, once or twice on the radio but it, I, I was I was lucky enough I was at a thing at the Old House Pub, which is quite near East Kilbride, uh-huh. and it was a kind of family fun day outside, and it, the thing wasn't really happening. It wasn't really happening, but this track came on, and you could just look round, <laughs> and I'm not just saying this because you are here. I, I mentioned this on the radio at the time. Everybody start crying. Everybody <laughs> just started. You could see all the heads going. And it was just an absolutely fantastic. The grannies track. were up off their chairs. <laughs> well, the, granny, the grannies were doing the slosh. They right? even get me off my chair, so that's something. <laughs> 
So this goes out to Liz Kentish uh, from all the guys in the Bluebells. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. I love Liz. Uh, this Thanks. is Liz. Young at Heart on Cam Glenn Radio.
Bluebells, Young at Heart, 12-inch version, and that goes out to Liz Kentish. I'm Brian Byrne, this is Cam Glenn Radio 107.9 FM. Uh, next up, I'm going to play uh, a track uh, by Horse of, uh, what's it called? God's Home Movie. That's 30 years old this month. Wow. She's playing... Uh, out at Straven Hotel, uh, part of the Frets uh, concerts that Douglas McIntyre is doing out there. He's had some cracking shows out there, including my guest tonight, the Bluebell. You've played last year. Absolutely. I yeah, we've, we've, we've done it a couple of times. We've played a couple of times. I think Dave and I did it as McCloskey Brothers. We've done it as the Bluebells twice, I think. Um, yeah, it's great. So this Douglas McIntyre who plays in our band, as yeah. well as loads of other bands. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he promotes these gigs in the street and tells you a good relationship with them and they've got a lovely wee city down venue 200 um, and he does sort of strip back acoustic gigs yeah so really it's, just, it's a great room and just really intimate you know great acoustics in that in that, that back room but like the, the kind of function um, room of the hotel country hotel I don't know how he manages it I never met a busy guy in my whole life and oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible and, and, and I think what's great is you know he approaches artists that might say what I'm going to play in a hotel in the back of Lanarkshire you know and 200 people, you know, big artists, or, you yeah. know, people that he really likes, it, but it just absolutely works. And yeah. a lot of folk, once they know what his gigs are like and the whole ethos of it, they're like, oh, absolutely, I'll do it. But yeah. it's, it's a beautiful place uh, to hear people stripped down. It totally is. And, and the, the people that are going, um, I mean, I used to do sort of similar type gigs in East Kilbride at the Village Inn, and I had, you know, James Grant came and Skin and yeah. Kevin McDermott. Um, but uh, it was a standing gig, but up at the Straven Hotel, seated, and everybody comes and just sits and listens. Yeah, you know they're there. They're there. I think, it's, I think there's also a, an older audience as well. You're appealing to an older. It used to be that people got married and they never went to gigs. People are now going to gigs when they're seventy. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh. When they're eighty, so it's like maybe it's a mixed audience. You get some young people, but there's quite a lot of. Uh, Middle-aged people. Well, exactly. I mean, like, I'm way past middle-aged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know loads of people who really don't like going to the hydro. Oh. Because it's like, you know, they really don't like it. Mm-hmm. And they like the intimacy. They can't mm-hmm. be bothered queuing for things. Yeah. They can't be bothered, you know, paying 100 quid for a ticket. They no. can't be bothered mm-hmm. eating a rotten burger. They can't be bothered drinking out a plastic glass. You know, they, they just can't be bothered with the big corporate things. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. they, there's a market for that. You know, just like subtle uh, gigs for... Gigs to relax too. You no, I mean you're, you're talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the target market. You're the target yeah. market. I mean, I was lucky enough to come and see you guys at the Straven Hotel, and and, and I, I took my dad, who's eighty. Yeah, yeah. He's a very, very, very <laughs> young eighty, uh-huh. and he was he was just blown away because he he just like he goes like, to the Monty and East Bride yeah, yeah. every uh-huh. Sunday night for a jam session. There's about twenty guitarists going there, yeah. so he loves. Guitar music yeah, and whatnot, yeah. and you guys, uh, he 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 didn't know any of your songs apart uh-huh. from maybe Young Art, but he loved everything and the whole night. Yeah. It's got that sort of living room vibe about it, you know. It, it's it, like and just and, and, and sitting in conversation and talking to the yeah, audience, and the audience important. talking to you because you get part. lots of heckling, you know, but in a good way. No, yeah. in a really good way because the thing about it is, Ken, you mentioned you go to the hydro and there's ten thousand there. Yeah, you know, you're queuing for a week to get a beer and it's oh, costing no. you the best part of a tenner. It's murder, well, and it's, yeah. murder. Yeah. And it's, it's not for you. But you go to Straven Hotel, you're wandering around, and you kind of half know everybody. From yes, the, well, there's that sense of community. Yes, and I think that's maybe that community's grown since the pandemic because people totally. were separated from each other. You know, 
and I've noticed that a lot of gigs now people are just so happy to see you because oh. maybe not seen them for a while or whatever you know really pretty emotional actually I know <laughs> anybody who did gigs you know after that period or in between that period when we were opened up and then closed but somewhere let's driven to tell it was so emotional for everybody you know being out to see your favourite artists in your backyard you know yeah, just yeah. up the roads you know or no, I think so you're intimately right. you're right because I mean I think I mean before the whole lockdown thing I, I think I maybe took gigs for granted you know Aye. and it we wasn't until somebody Took it away. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, and also you get the band walk into the bar afterwards. Well, <laughs> which is really good. It, it, it's really good. And, and I know, um, you know, you guys are, are pretty approachable, but uh, there's still people that go, God, that's him. That's Sam. Skin. That's Skin. That's him. <laughs> I'm sure that. Is that James Grant over there? Yeah. Like, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm going to go and say hello. I thought, oh, you go. Um, <laughs> But see, I'm, I'm going to queue up this next track. Um, this, this is Horse. This is off our album, uh, God's Home Movie, and this is Celebrate. <laughs>
Yeah, it's a wonderful horse McDonald uh, celebrate. That's of uh, God's Home movie, which is 30 years ago. <sighs> I, mean, I don't know about you guys, but see when I hear about a 30 year old album. That's something from the the, the 50s or the 60s Horse McDonald, what a fantastic voice And we're just remembering that she she used to have a a band called Astrakhan Astrakhan We used to rehearse in the same place, you know, in Berkeley Berkeley Street Yeah. Well, when Berkeley Studios, Berkeley 2 Studios was in actual Berkeley Street we we would be in after them rehearsing. Yeah, I mean, White well, Cole would be next door. Yeah. And, see, this and you, you, you always knew they'd been in because it smelled of petunia oil. Oh. <laughs> I can remember one time I built a, a show around uh, a CD I got the Park Lane. Oh, part I, yeah, yeah, yeah. CD, yes. and it was just a joke. I mean, I just sat here for two hours playing just wonderful tracks. Quite unusual, some of them. Yeah. Um, but it was the easiest two hours of my life. Yeah. But I just sat back and had a great time. Having a great time tonight, guys. Thank you so much for coming in tonight and spending a bit of your Friday night with Cam Glenn. Happy to be here. Great stuff. Brand new album out just now, uh, The Bluebells in the 21st Century. Uh, it's out on Last Night from Glasgow. You can go on there and you can buy that album or you can subscribe and get a whole bundle of albums. Yes. Ian will look after you, that's for yeah. sure. He's very, he's very accommodating. He is. He is. Um, going back to the album, we're going to play uh, a track next. Gone tomorrow. Who's got... so gone tomorrow? Yeah, well, that's one of mine, Brian. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of mine. So yeah, gone tomorrow. Um, and that's a song that I wrote. Um, it's almost like a letter to myself, age right. age sixteen, uh-huh. seventeen. So it was a, a song that I wrote recently, and it was just looking back to the the me of sixteen, seventeen, and almost like little words of advice, you know. And so I'm a you know, different persona now, age. Uh, a lot approaching 60 <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah so it's just looking at you know when I was you know obviously in a band I'm a young guy and I just left school and um, you know I remember having to ask permission um, to get off school for two months to support Haircut 100 many <laughs> listeners may remember Haircut yeah, 100 from the that, 80s that Nick Hayward that's right yes. they were a huge band in the 80, pop band in the 80s and they asked us to support them so in fifth year I had to ask permission to kind of escape to go and their parents said yeah absolutely go for it so anyway the song is just about yeah my kind of journey into the band, you know, and then the kind of how your life has transformed, and it's brilliant. You're having great fun, sure. but all these new experiences and mind blowing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. but there's also a fantastic video made by Brian Sweeney, uh-huh. local local artist photographer. It's on YouTube. So gone tomorrow. Just check it. Bluebell's gone tomorrow, and you'll see the wee robots, and they're the robots that drew the album. Uh, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. He looks as if you were having an absolute ball doing that. Yeah. All, all look very dapper. <laughs> the, 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 some of the jumpers uh, Jim designed them as well, the ones that me and David were wearing. Yeah. It was Jim's studio as well. And so big thanks again yeah. to Jim Lambie. We can't thank him enough. Yeah, no, it's an absolutely brilliant track. So I'm going to cue that up just now. Uh, it's the Bluebells on Camlin Radio, and this is Gone Tomorrow.
yourself up on the screen That was the Bluebells uh, Gone Tomorrow. That's off their brand new album, The uh, Bluebells in the 21st Century. Uh, guys, going to be with me for another 10 15 minutes. A couple of wee shout outs. Michael Black says, Tell Ken I say hi. Michael Black. Hi, Michael. <laughs> Were you one of my students, Michael Black? Uh, he's, ah. uh, he says hi. Um, Scab Ahoy said, Bobby, uh, track you put out on Twitter over lockdown. Any plans to record and release that? Oh, uh, that's the Michael Head cover song. Yeah. It, it, well, I did it six, seven years ago. The, the boy, I did it with my friend. He lives in, lives now in New Zealand, so I don't know what's happened with the album, but yeah. he's, he assures me it's going to come out. You know, yeah. wish it cover. Wish it, it, yeah, it was yeah. a brilliant video as well. Uh, yeah, the video was fantastic. Man. Uh, yeah, so really, hand, so hand made really, it really good. gorgeous. Um, I think we'll need another show um, to cover this one, but Lisa Semple. Hi, Lisa. Uh, <laughs> she's in Crete just now, um, visiting her daughter. You're jealous. But apparently, there was a That's sto- her story. I know. There was a, <laughs> there was a story, Bobby, about you going to a 
party in Paul McCartney's house and taking oh. a carry out. <laughs> Name drop central. <laughs> I thought that I absolutely love that. But I think that's a whole show in itself, Bobby. Okay, I mean, we're not friends, me and Paul McCartney, man. That was a one off. Oh, thing, I know. <laughs> Did you turn up with a, a crate of Hamden Lager and a blue bu- bag? A blue bag. Was it no, no Tam McCartney? It was six, it was six cans of skull, man, and a quarter uh, bottle of water. Skull. Skull. <laughs> you can't buy skull now. Skull. No, it was 1983, remember? Oh, I've been buying it until recently, Bobby, and they've taken it off the shelf. I'm gutted. Craft lager. Craft lager. It was Kestrel. There are yeah. other lagers are available. Other course, lagers man. are av- available for sure. Um, and then Roberto Ferdinand. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. Roberto. Gary, he has seen read that Gary Crowley is credited with playing guitar on Sisters. How <laughs> yeah. true is this? Well, he played the guitar on the video in the, for, for Cass. Yeah. He's, he's a, there's a guy who was the presenter on that kind of fake Top of the Pops video. Right, yeah. Yes. Cass. The guy's a great friend of ours, but... Gary, honestly, he couldn't. Pl- he, he could have the key. He, he's a good dancer. Let's put it that way, man. <laughs> he, he didn't play the guitar. He mimed playing the guitar. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, guitar. yeah. You never plugged him in. No. no. So thanks for that. I think everybody got in touch with requests and questions for the guys. I see they're going to be heading off in about ten minutes or so. Um, I see. I'm you know, just doubling back uh, to the brand new album. Um, the Bluebells in the 21st century. It's out just now on last night from Glasgow. Uh, you've like one and. Uh, Order that and you'll get it sent out to its suite. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Thank you so much, guys. Could you say quickly that I look forward to the next album, The Blue Bells in the 22nd century? <laughs> <laughs> Which will be out soon. Uh, I think that'll be posthumous for us all. <laughs> Speak for uh, yourself. Uh, well, I'll be lucky to make it through the night. Uh, but as I say, thank you so much for coming in. Um, as I say, it was. Uh, I've been listening to the album for a, for a, a couple of months and it really is a joy from start to finish. I'm looking forward. He's playing soon. Playing St. Luke's on June the 4th. I think that's, I think that's sold out. The St. Luke's sold out. Yeah, it's sold out. Yeah. And then we'll be playing, we'll play it again near Christmas. Belladrum. Um, we're playing Belladrum yeah, Festival, which is Inverness. Nice. If anybody's going up to that. And you'll see us yeah, out, yeah. out and about. Yeah. Out and about, yeah. And we'll be doing, look, looks like we'll be doing a Mayfest gig again. Not Mayfest, uh, Celtic Connections. Nice one. Um, so the last track that we're going to feature uh, tonight, and I'll be playing it for a few weeks, so the tracks from the album, is um, Anyone Can Be a Buzzcock. Who's... Yes, that was a song I wrote, um, and it was just reminiscent. I actually wrote it for, when Pete Shelley died, there was a guy called Stephen Watt, who's a poet, from the Dumbarton Football Club, bizarrely. Yeah. Um, and he got in contact with me to write something, because you elect the Buzzcocks, to write something with Pete Shelley. So I wrote it as a poem. Right. And it came out in a book called Pogo Serotonum. Wow. Which was a tribute to Pete Shelley, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So they got all, maybe 20 different people to write things. Yeah. So he published that. And then I got it and I just put some chords to it. And I thought, well, we'll use that for the album. So it, it was kind of written. Funnily enough, the guy upstairs from me is a poet. He's quite a famous poet called Donnie Rourke. Uh-huh. So I said, does this look like a poem to you? He says, no, it's a song. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's not a poem. I went, okay then. I said, back, I used it as a poem anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, that's not a poem, it's a song. I went, it's a okay, song. Then. It's a poem. Yeah, so we're coming from Lanarkshire. David and I are from Bordeaux, Lanarkshire. And we'd get the train from Uddingston or Blantyre. And we'd go, come past here, actually, Rutherglen, Campus Lang, mm-hmm. Newton, all that. And get into town, going to see a gig at the Apollo. Um, each stop brought more people who looked like Buzzcocks fans. Yeah, on. Yeah. So it would get excited. So by the time you get to Central Station, you've got 100 people going to this gig. Yeah, and yeah. you're all going to the same gig. So it's about that. And how it's also a tribute to the Apollo and the Buzzcocks. 
I mean, I, I only went to, uh, I think I've seen Stiff Little Fingers at Apollo and I've seen Public Image Limited. Um, but, I mean, it was a it was a terrifying venue for, I think I was about 15, 14. Yeah, well, we, we, we were always, there was always about 10 of us, so it was all right for us. It was okay. And, and as Ken says, everybody looking like a bus and that's what I was referring to earlier when I said about clothes. Well, I, didn't, I didn't mean designer fashion, I mean DIY, <laughs> second-hand shop. DIY. Bobby washables, washed-up uh, jumpers and all that, which, great, you, you could make yourself a punk with a badge. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, an old blazer, yeah. sorted. I mean, the story I always tell, I went to see Stiff Little Fingers and, they, they said, like, if anybody wants to get in signed, just wait and we'll come out and we'll wait as long as it takes for you. We'll sign whatever you've got. So they came out and sat in the front row at the Apollo and everybody kind of queued and, and, and I had my programme and I had a pair of skinny white jeans which I'd kind of bleached and dyed really? you know, and twisted, all that kind yep. of rubbish. But So Jake and Ali and the guys, Henry, all signed it. Mm-hmm. Um, signed my jeans. Yeah, yeah. So I went up the road, went to school the next day. Yeah. And got up the road, and my mum told me, "Oh no, I got that pen out of your jeans." Oh, she washed. She washed, she, she washed my jeans. Oh, no. she, she washed my jeens and washed oh, all the pen. Think she's doing you a favour? Like, I no. got. I got that pen out of your jeans. Yeah. God rest your mother. But thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much again, guys, thank you for coming much. in. Anytime, um, I'm going to queue this up just now, and I see I'll be back with you shortly. This is Buzzcocks from the new album, uh, Buzzcocks in the 21st Century, and this Anyone Could Be a Buzzcock. <laughs> Yeah. 
Hi, this is Graham Skinner from Hipsway, and you're listening to Music in the Key of Life with Brian Byrne on Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Hi, this is a cover version. Uh, I think you will know it, and I think you will love it.
that's uh, the isn't one. Isn't that a brilliant song? Isn't that a brilliant song? Absolutely, Graham. It's a fantastic song. That is Hitsway uh, performing Tinsel Town in the Rain, the Blue Nile Classic live, I think in 2019 ish. Letters and a postcard, if that's not right, but 2020 didn't add up too much, so I think it was around about then. So, uh, thank you too much to my guests, uh, the Bluebells. They have left the building, they're heading off into the night. Um, so you're left with this BB, the other BBs are away. Um, as I say, hopefully you've enjoyed the show. I'll be here with you another half hour or so, and you will get Stephen Payton. 8 to 10. Um, next up, Marco Rossi, a guitarist with Kevin McDermott Orchestra. He's got a brand new album out on the 29th of May. He's going to be my artist of the week uh, on Friday the 28th. I spoke to Marco, it was last week, uh, chatting about this new album. Now, the new album's called The Sincerest Form of Flattery. And I'm going to play this track for you tonight. This is Marco Rossi on Cam Glenn Radio, and this is L.A. Yeah. 
that's Marco Rossi. Uh, that's off his new album, which is out on the uh, 29th of May, which is called um, uh, The Sincerest Form of Flattery. Uh, and I see that's called LA, and he's going to be the Artist of the Week uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Friday the 28th, stick that in your diary. And I'll take you back now to 1989, debut single, by this band of their album Southside. Uh, it's the wonderful Charlene Spiteri in Texas and Camden Radio. This is I Don't Want a Lover.
with the wonderful Charlene Spiteri at Texas, and I don't want a lover. Um, Brian Byrne, this is Camlin Radio, 107.9 FM. Um, so see, 20 minutes to go, stick around top of the hour. You've got Stephen Payton, 8 till 10. Next up, the Trash Can Sinatras, um, and this is off I've Seen Everything. Title track is coming up. Uh, see, this album is um, 30 years old. Uh, this month, it was released 4th of May 1993. Still sounds great today. Trashcan Sinatra's and Camlen Radio, and it's I've Seen Everything.
that's uh, Trash Can Sinatrid, and that's I've Seen Everything. I'm Ryan Byrne, this is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM, it's Friday night. Thank goodness, so hopefully you've got big plans for the weekend, <laughs> whatever you're up to. Hopefully you've got fun plans, and uh, as I say, uh, hopefully the weather will be all right. All right, that's a meteorological term for it, it doesn't rain. Um, next up, uh, I was delighted to have the Bluebells in tonight, and this, this is a, an album that was also put out uh, by last night from Glasgow, past night from Glasgow, is the kind of heritage side of it, put out it's albums from the past, and uh, this is a band that Bobby Bluebell was in, uh, people like um, uh, Kerry Polworth and Bobby Patterson from Love and Money, this album is sensational, I absolutely love it, um, got it this. I've got it signed now, so I'm absolutely over the moon with that. I'll play a track from the album for you tonight. This is the Poems and See the Sunrise.
poems uh, see that sunrise I'm Brian Byrne this is Cam Glenn Radio 107.9 FM it's Friday night absolutely delighted to be Friday night and thanks for spending a chunk of your Friday night with me uh, up till 8 o'clock stick around 8 till 10 you get Stephen Payton at the top of the hour next up uh, I actually went to see the Orchids with tonight's guests they were there they never went with me but I uh, I met them there and we had a good chat and it was a brilliant night and it's a great band and I'd like to ask them a little bit about this album but they're not here but I'm still going to play a track from it The Orchids uh, they got a new album out in the last six months or so uh, Dream Kind the album is the show was absolutely brilliant absolutely loved it um, start to finish it's a great album uh, I'm going to play a track from it tonight it's the Orcus on Camlin Radio, and this is I Never Thought I Was Clever. <laughs>
the Orchids. That's off their album Dreaming Kind. That was I never thought I was clever. I'm happy to just get through the day standing up. Um, as I say, a couple of tracks to go, and that's me running off into the night. Hopefully you've had a great uh, Friday night and a great weekend ahead. Uh, earlier on we had the Bluebells in, and they've got a track out just now. Uh, anyone could be a buzzcock. Uh, but I'm going to play a buzzcock track by the fine young cannibals and leave you in the capable hands to close out the show of Mr Kevin McDermott. Uh, I'll be back with you next week. Uh, have a great weekend. Uh, take care of yourselves and uh, I'll, I'll leave you with fine young cannibals ever fallen in love. Bye for now. and you're listening to Music in the Key of Life with Brian Byrne on Cam Glenn Radio.
Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthyandhappy.org.uk.